Lord Jesus and Heavenly Father, thank you oh so much for the beautiful day you blessed us with. Now the awesome opportunity to get back into your word. We truly thank you for that as well. Be with us now as we pray in Jesus' precious holy name. Amen. Continuing our Bible study to me to Z in the word knowledge, pick it back up here in Proverbs and we see some more teaching from King Solomon in his Proverbs concerning knowledge and wisdom and understanding and that we need to seek that and seek that true knowledge and wisdom and understanding that comes from the Lord. As we get into it here in Proverbs chapter 15, pick it up in verse 1. A soft answer turneth away wrath, but grievous words stir up anger. It's real easy to start a fight with some folks simply by saying the wrong thing. And you can negotiate peace sometimes by speaking the right way. The tongue of the wise useth knowledge aright, but the mouth of fools poureth out foolishness. When you say the right things in the right manner, you can have peace. The eyes of the Lord are in every place, beholding the evil and the good. A wholesome tongue is a tree of life, but perverseness therein is a breach in the spirit. A fool despiseth his father's instruction, but he that regardeth reproof is prudent. In the house of righteous is much treasure, but in the Revenues of the wicked is trouble. The lips of the wise disperse knowledge, but the heart of the foolish doeth not so. The sacrifice of the wicked is an abomination to the Lord, but the prayer of the upright is his delight. The sacrifice of the wicked would be the hypocrites. Back then, part of the the Mosaic Law, going through the sacrifices and so forth, people would get involved in it just to show others that they were righteous, but they were not, just to be a part of it, to pretend to be that way. They were hypocrites, and today we see many, many examples of hypocrites. They claim one thing and do another. They claim they are righteous and Christian, but yet they are unrighteous and devilish hypocrites. Verse 9, the way of the wicked is an abomination unto the Lord, but he loveth him that followeth after righteousness. Correction is grievous unto him that forsaketh the way, and he that hateth reproof shall die. Hell and destruction are before the Lord, how much more than the hearts of children of men. A scorner loveth not one that reproveth him, neither will he go unto the wise. A merry heart maketh a cheerful countenance, but by sorrow of the heart the spirit is broken. The heart of him that hath understanding seeketh knowledge, but the mouth of fools feedeth on foolishness. Those that do not want to know the truth would be those that are the foolish he's speaking of here that deny God 
They want to stay in their ignorance. They willfully are ignorant, as Peter writes. All right, now go on over to Proverbs 17. And here we see further reference to knowledge, picking it up in verse 27. Just a couple verses here. Where it reads, He that hath knowledge spareth his words, and a man of understanding is of an excellent spirit. Even a fool, when he holdeth his peace, is counted wise, and he that shutteth his lips is esteemed a man of understanding. Sometimes it's better to speak less. And what he's talking about here is just filling up worthless words or vain babblings, as it speaks of, doesn't accomplish any good. But when you choose your words wisely and use them correctly with understanding, it so shows your wisdom and knowledge. Let's read 27 again. He that hath knowledge spareth his words, and a man of understanding is of an excellent spirit. Some people like to just hear themselves speak and they just blabber, blabber, blabber and say a whole lot of nothing. But when you choose your words wisely, you can display the true wisdom and understanding and knowledge of the Lord. All right, now go on over to Proverbs 18. Just one verse here. In verse 15. The heart of the prudent getteth knowledge, and the ear of the wise seeketh knowledge. See, as we've pointed out before, there's a difference between knowledge, understanding, and wisdom. And if you are wise, you seek knowledge. And along with that, when you apply knowledge correctly, then you grow in understanding. They all work together, and if you are wise, you seek knowledge and understanding. All right, chapter 19, verse here, verse 27. Cease, my son, to hear the instruction that causeth to err from the words of knowledge. It's very important that we not fill our minds with lies and falsehood. I caution people many times to be careful about what they study. Always consider the source. Where did that come from? It could be from Satan and using it to confuse, to pull people away from the Lord. There's a lot of false teaching out there. And he's Cautioning right here, Cease, my son, to hear the instruction that causes to err from the words of knowledge. Be careful what you listen to, what you read, what you witness, because it can affect you. It's kind of like the old computer sayings of garbage in, garbage out. 
more garbage you put in your mind, the more you're filled with and the more it comes out. So don't take in the garbage. Be careful what you study even. Some of the things out there, I've heard people study various false religions, which can really mess with your mind. Study the truth. Like the Treasury Department. They have the folks that look after currency to find out whether something is a counterfeit bill or not. And they send the agents home with real, correct bills and information to study the truth. So that when they see something that doesn't match the truth, then they know it is a counterfeit, that it is false. Same thing in our training and in our learning and our teachings, uh, we need to be very careful. A while back, a few years ago, there was a study that came through that was shared to be given to young children in the churches. And within this study was a list of various false religions and what they believed. I refused to use that in our church and to give that to the children because it would pollute their minds with the false teaching and focused on teaching the truth of the Word of God. Not the falsehood of mankind. Don't fill your mind with the false religions and the lies. Fill your mind with the truth and the true religion. And then you'll recognize the lies when it comes. You don't have to study the lies. And that's what he's telling us right here. Very clearly, don't study the lies. Don't Listen to the lies. Fill your mind with the lies. Study the truth. Stay away from all that other garbage out there. All right, now I'll go over to Proverbs chapter 20. One verse here. In chapter 20 and verse 15. Where it reads... There is gold and a multitude of rubies, but the lips of knowledge are a precious jewel. To know knowledge and understanding and wisdom and share it, to speak it, is great value. Alright, chapter 22 and verse 12. The eyes of the Lord preserve knowledge. And he overthroweth the words of the transgressor. Notice, the eyes of the Lord. True knowledge and true information that is worth something comes from the Lord. We can trust that. It is correct. It is accurate. It is good for us. It is of great value. So study that. Proverbs 23, verse 12 Apply thine heart unto instruction and thine ears to the words of knowledge. Once again, truth, true knowledge, not the lies. So be diligent to seek the understanding and wisdom and knowledge that can come from the Lord. It says, incline thine heart to an understanding of knowledge, truth, that is. 
All right, Proverbs 24. Let's pick this one up in verse 1. Proverbs 24, verse 1. Be not thou envious against evil men, neither desire to be with them. For their heart studieth destruction, and their lips talk of mischief. We have folks that have been given great wealth and fame that are ungodly. Sometimes young folks can look at someone because of their fame or their wealth and desire to be like that individual, but then that individual turns out to be evil, got their wealth and fame through mischief, through deceit, through ungodly things. So don't envy the blessings that ungodly display because they are a path to destruction. As it continues, through wisdom is an house builded, and by understanding is it established. And by knowledge shall the chambers be filled with all precious and pleasant riches. You have to have knowledge, wisdom, and understanding in order to build something that is of value and will last. And it is filled with precious and pleasant riches. A wise man is strong, yea, a man of knowledge increaseth strength. And that's a very profound one there, that there is strength in knowledge. It can be seen in many different ways. For by wise counsel thou shalt make thy war, and in multitude of counselors there is safety. Wisdom is too high for a fool, he openeth not his mouth in the gate. He that deviseth to do evil shall be called a mischievous person. The thought of foolishness is sin, and the scorner is an abomination to men. If thou faint in the day of adversity, thy strength is small. If thou forbear to deliver them that are drawn unto death, and those that are ready to be slain, if thou sayest, Behold, we knew it not, doth not he that pondereth the heart consider it? And he that keepeth thy soul, doth not he know it? And shall not he render to every man according to his works? My son, eat thou honey, because it is good, and the honeycomb, which is sweet, to thy taste, so shall the knowledge of wisdom be unto thy soul when thou hast found it. Then there shall be a reward, and thy expectation shall not be cut off. We need as much knowledge as we can get our hands on. We need to seek that knowledge. We need to understand that it can be like honey to us, sweet, and, and fill us with energy and strength, as he said up there. And wisdom comes along with that. So it's very important that we always have that desire to continuously seek knowledge, the knowledge that can be given to us by studying the Word of God, by listening to the Holy Ghost, 
and by praying for it to be given to us so that we can then in turn use it properly to share it with others, then the Lord multiplies it that much more. So awesome. I now look at Ecclesiastes. Now, Ecclesiastes is also written by King Solomon. And by this time he had a lot of experience and sad to say a lot of mistakes that he had made. And he had learned a lot. But by this time he was somewhat depressed because of the mess that he had made in his life. But yet we still find some encouraging words in Ecclesiastes. Here in Ecclesiastes chapter 12, pick it up in verse 8. Vanity of vanities, saith the preacher, all is vanity. He's calling himself the preacher here. This could apply to anyone who gets in that position because the preacher, yes, he wrote most of the Proverbs and here we see him saying vanity of vanity. Vanity means fleeting away. It's all just going away. Like I said, at this time he was he was a bit depressed. He was a bit down. Vanity of vanities, saith the preacher, all is vanity. And moreover, because the preacher was wise, he still taught the people knowledge. Yea, he gave good heed and sought out and set in order many proverbs. Speaking of himself there, even though at this time, as I said, he was a bit down, a bit depressed, he could still teach knowledge because of his experiences. You can learn from other people's experiences and then you don't have to go through the same thing that they went through. Read that again. And moreover, because the preacher was wise, he still taught the people knowledge. Yea, he gave good heed and sought out and set in order many proverbs. The preacher sought to find out acceptable words, and that which was written was upright, even words of truth. The words of the wise are as goads, and as nails fastened by the masters of assemblies, which are given from one shepherd. And further by these, my son, be admonished of making many books, there is no end, and many study in a weariness of flesh. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. The signing off here in the book of Ecclesiastes is very important because now he's summing it all up. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. When we fear the Lord, that's the beginning of wisdom and understanding and knowledge, he will bless us with the wisdom, understanding, and knowledge, and then we use it properly. We can bring honor and glory to Him and receive many, many blessings. And it is our duty, our opportunity, our responsibility, our duty to do so. For God shall bring every work into judgment with every secret thing, whether it be good or whether it be evil.
right there, as he said, the conclusion of the whole matter at the end of Ecclesiastes. Solomon had went through a lot. He had done things he shouldn't have done that cost him greatly. It cost him his peace. It cost him his enjoyment. It cost him his peace of mind. But he was still wise. He was able to share his experiences and give us great insight on what to do and not to do and to learn from his accomplishments and from his mistakes. All right, now go on over to Isaiah, the book of prophecy of Isaiah. And here some words given to Isaiah to speak to the children of Israel concerning some of the error of their ways. In Isaiah chapter 5, pick it up in verse 11. It reads, Woe unto them that rise up early in the morning that they may follow strong drink. They continue until night till wine inflame them. And the harp of the vial, the tablet, and pipe, and wine are in their feasts, but they regard not the work of the Lord, neither consider the operation of his hands. The drunks, the drunkards, those that drink alcohol, this could be added to any substance, any chemical, any herb that causes you to become drunken in your mind. He tells us over and over through the New Testament to be sober, to sober-minded, clear-minded. If you pollute yourself with substances, you cannot be sober, and you'll be in error. You'll be unthankful is what you're displaying, and you'll be unwise. Let's read 11 again. Woe unto them that rise up early in the morning, that they may follow strong drink, that continue until night, till wine inflame them. And just drinking all day. Alcoholics. This, any substance you take in that alters the mind. And then they're just party animals, as it says there. And the harp and the vial, the tabard and the pipe and wine, and in their feasts, but they regard not the work of the Lord. See, their substance abuse, their use of substances, becomes the most important thing in their lives. They make excuses for their behavior. They even say, oh, I don't get stoned, I don't get drunk, I just get enough to make me feel good. And I use that. I control it. Yeah, that's the first lie that the devil convinces them of, is they have it under control. Any substances that alters the mind is wrong. Do not take it in your body, because it is a sin to hurt your body, because it's not yours. You're bought with a price. So we must take care of our bodies. And if we, through desire of pleasure, hurt our bodies, then we are sinning at whatever level it is. Therefore, my people are gone into captivity. Point out here. 
The judgments had come upon them because they showed their unthankfulness because they were a party animals. Therefore my people are gone into captivity because they have no knowledge. And their honorable men are famished and their multitude dried up with thirst. Therefore hell hath enlarged herself and opened her mouth without measure and their glory and their multitude and their pomp and he that rejoiceth shall descend into it. Pretty severe judgment coming upon them for being the party animals that wanted to just trash their minds and play around with the substances and party and have feast and festivity and not the works of the Lord. Our focus needs to be on serving the Lord. Part of serving the Lord is taking care of what He's blessed us with. And one of the things He's blessed us with is our body and our mind. If we, in the form of entertainment or self-pleasure, take in substances of any sort to make us feel festive, to feel good, to have that buzz or all the way to that drunkenness, we are in error. We are showing unthankfulness and it will cost us. It costs these folks all the way to the point of being descended into hell. So we need to be very careful. You think the Lord's going to continue to bless you with health if you're trashing what He's already blessed you with? I think not. All right, now go to Isaiah in chapter 11. Pick it up in verse 1. And there shall come forth a rod out of the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. This is a prophecy about the coming of Jesus Christ when he came to take on flesh, to live amongst us, and to be the ultimate sacrifice. And the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the Spirit of wisdom and understanding, the Spirit of counsel and might, the Spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord, and shall make him of quick understanding in the fear of the Lord, and he shall not judge after the sight of his eyes, neither reprove after the hearing of his ears. But with righteousness shall he judge the poor, and reprove with equity for the meek of the earth. And he shall smite the earth with the rod of his mouth, and with the breath of his lips shall he slay the wicked." And righteousness shall be the girdle of his loins, and faithfulness the girdle of his reins. The wolf also shall dwell with the lamb, and the leopard shall lie down with the kid, and the calf and the young lion and the fatling together, and a little child shall lead them. Now in verse 6 he jumps all the way over into the millennial period, speaking of that peace that we will be able to see during that time. And the cow and the bear shall feed their young ones, shall lie down together, and the lion shall eat straw like the ox. And the suckling child shall play on the hole of the asp, and the weaned child shall put his hand on the cockatrice den. They shall not hurt nor destroy in all my holy mountain, for the earth shall be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. So speaking here about 
the coming of Jesus Christ, bringing salvation, and rolling right on over into the millennial period, coming and establishing the millennial kingdom, and the peace that we will all see, the peace that will be even amongst the man, of humans as well as the animal kingdom, and the interaction of the animals with mankind during that millennial period, be a wondrous time. And that is speaking of Jesus Christ. There shall come forth a rod out of the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. Because Jesus Christ is a descendant of Jesse, Jesse being the father of David, following that bloodline all the way to Mary, and all the way to Jesus Christ. Awesome what we have been given in the prophecies that we see fulfilled, and give us the confidence of what we have yet to see fulfilled, to know what we got to look forward to is going to come true, though many promises He has given us. So let's take the knowledge and understanding and wisdom that we can acquire by studying His Word and live the life that He wants us to, to be thankful for everything that He has blessed us with and to use it properly to bring honor and glory to Him and share that experience with others, share that knowledge and wisdom He gives us so that more can grow closer to the Lord. Let's pray. Lord Jesus and Heavenly Father, we truly thank you for the knowledge that you give us, the knowledge that we can receive when we study your word, when we listen to the Holy Ghost, and we experience the things that we go out here into the world and experience. Let us learn from that, and let us grow from that, and share that with others as well. Some more can come in to know you before it's everlasting too late. We thank you oh so much for all the many blessings and opportunities and knowledge that you give us as we pray in Jesus' precious holy name. Amen. Thank you all.